This episode of The Real Fit Podcast is brought to you by The Real Nourished Newsletter. Real Nourished, reinventing your relationship with food, is for you if you are ready to stop micromanaging your food and exercise so you can start fully showing up to your life. Each biweekly issue features evidence-based tools that will help reduce your food-related anxiety, improve your body image, and help you embrace exercise as a form of nourishment, not punishment. When you subscribe, you'll get my free guide, 11 Things You Can Do Right Now to Feel Better About Your Body. To get in on it, just click on the link in the show notes or visit my website, pam-more.com. Hello, and welcome back to The Real Fit Podcast. This is your host, Pam Moore. I'm really happy that you're here. It's Saturday, May 8th, and I launched this podcast with my first three interview style episodes on Tuesday, and I've had an overwhelmingly positive response. So if you have taken the time to text me or to like it or to heart it or to comment on it on any of my social media platforms, if you've texted, did I mention texting? If you've done anything to help me out and share the love, if you commented on it, like left a review or subscribed or anything, thank you, I have noticed. And by I have noticed, I mean I have been refreshing my Buzzsprout stats like a weirdo, like obsessively. I need to stop. I have a problem. But the thing is, when I started this podcast, I didn't really have a number of listens or a number of downloads in mind. Uh, The metric that I started out with to decide whether this would be a success or not was simply, it was pretty simple. Am I having fun? Yes. Check. I'm having a blast. Two, am I reaching people? Well, check. Yes, clearly. I've been getting so many great responses. So I'm just happy to know that I'm sharing something that people actually want that makes me really happy. And I want to actually say thank you to some specific people who left me nice reviews on iTunes. So that includes Solutions127, who said, must listen. This is so needed right now. Thank you for your willingness to put out into the world this honesty and bravery. Well, Solutions127, it is my pleasure. Thank you for expressing your gratitude. I've got Dr. Jenny Schuyler who says, a must listen. I love stories and there is no one better to tell one than Pam. You will be captivated, laughing, or both. Thank you, Dr. Jenny Schuyler. Um, I want to say Jenny is someone who always believed in me. I remember going to a party when my second child was really young and I was on maternity leave and not sure what I was going to do next and hadn't really established myself as a writer. And I was at a party at Jenny's house and somebody I didn't know at all said, hello, we start chatting. And this person said to me, what do you do? And I I panicked because I was trying to become a writer, but I didn't feel like I was there yet. And I remember like my boobs were really swollen. They were full of milk. So I was just like thinking about my baby and I hadn't actually worked in months because she was really young. And this stranger was like, what do you do? And I I froze and I said, nothing. <laughs> and Jenny kind of sidled over and she goes, oh, no, Pam's a writer. Pam's a talented writer. And it was just, I will never forget that. So Jenny, thank you for your unwavering support in so many ways. This is not a great episode for children. If you're listening with kids, you might not want them around. So this is a special Mother's Day episode. If Mother's Day is painful for you, I can understand that. And 
this might not be a great episode for you to listen to. But on Mother's Day, I want to share some fun facts with you. Did you know that there has been, in December 2020, preliminary data from the World Health Organization reported that there was a 7.3% decline in births? Okay, so December 2020 was nine months after the CDC and the WHO officially declared COVID-19 a pandemic. So, wow, big surprise, right, that the birth rate went down. Um, Even in Hawaii, they reportedly saw a 30% decrease in births. Okay, even in Hawaii, where it's basically paradise, people were like, no way, we are not bringing kids into this disaster. And I can totally relate to that as a mom. I have two kids. My kids are almost seven and nine, and I'm now 42, and I ended up having to go to the doctor in February to get my IUD replaced, and it was terrible, but definitely not more terrible than having another child. You know, there's like, I don't know how you all feel about this if you're in the same stage of life as I am, but I'm in that stage of there's this little... I hear this little tiny shout from my ovaries being like, it's our last chance. Like, are you positive? Are you totally positive? And I've definitely thought twice a couple times about like, am I positive that this is the end of my childbearing years? And I have to say that there's like a 99.9% chance that yes, hell yes, I am positive. But if I was really positive, Dan has asked me like, should I get a vasectomy? And I keep saying, no, 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 I'm not I'm not sure um, what if, God forbid, something happened to one of our kids. I I don't know. And I'm not saying you can replace a child, but I'm also saying I don't like the finality of him having surgery, So, which is why I got my IUD replaced. And the first thing that happened was I walked into the room and there was brown stains on the white linoleum floor. So I'm looking at the floor, the medical assistant is looking at me looking at the floor, and I had a mask on, but my eyes were saying, what the fuck, is this a crime scene? Is this dried blood? Like, what is this? And she looked at me and she was like, I know, it's gross, we need new flooring. Okay, so I lie down in this like windowless room with fluorescent lights and the doctor comes in and she's lovely and she's like, can my medical assistant be here? Can this other person in training be here? I'm like, sure, no no big deal. And as they get in there, she goes, I can't find the string. And the other women are like looking in there and they're like, we can't, we can't find the string. So she's like, okay. Um, she asks her assistant for the, the hook. And the assistant goes, the hook? We never use the hook. <laughs> and she's like, well, you have to find the hook. So they find, they find the hook. They find the string. They yank it out. But now they can't get, and it hurt like a bitch. I've had two unmedicated childbirths. This hurt, like I'm not afraid of pain necessarily. This hurt. So then they try to put the new one in and it is not going in. And I'm lying there like, oh my God, I'm like gripping the table. I'm white knuckling the table. I'm sweating. At one point I I had to like will myself to speak. It was so painful. I said, what are you doing? And the doctor goes, well, it's kind of stuck. <laughs> Just what you want to hear. She goes, I'm not sure. It's kind of it's kind of stuck. And she's like jamming it in there. And finally, I kind of, I attempted to relax, which is very hard to do while you're on the table and they're trying to jam a device in your body that's 
I mean, honestly, it's a device in your body. It's probably not supposed to be there. So I'm like repositioning myself, taking a deep breath. They finally get it in. When it was done, like I felt like I had run a marathon. It was so freaking painful. All of that to say, that's how badly I don't want another baby right now. And I mean, let's face it, probably ever at this point in my life. I think that the pandemic has brought out some of the worst in me as a mom. And on this episode, I just want to share with you what that looks like for me, but also what I'm doing to make things a little bit better. Maybe you can get something from this. So I'm not saying that I didn't have a temper before coronavirus. I've always had a temper. It's not something that I'm proud of. But I have noticed like an increased propensity for me to be destroying my own personal property <laughs> since this started. There was one night in the fall and I was just, I, so I've been homeschooling my kids this year. It seemed like the least of the terrible options available to us. I figured being in in in-person school would mean my kids were in, they were out, they were in, they were out. And I didn't like the idea of not knowing what to expect, not just for my kids, but also for me. Virtual school, fully virtual didn't seem like a great option for us because I, I just have reservations about my kids being on the screen all day. And I also questioned how well I would be able to handle managing two different people's schedules and all the emails that were going to come with it. So that didn't seem like a great option. So I took matters into my own hands and I said, let's homeschool, which I mean, would I do it again? I I don't know. Let's hope I don't have to make that decision. My friend asked me recently, would you homeschool again next year? And I said, well, yeah, totally. I mean, if I were a completely different person, it's, it's, you know, we've gotten through it. I think my kids have learned a lot, but I, it's not for me. Let's just leave it there. All of this to say, the pandemic has really brought out a lot of my mom rage. You know, when everybody's up your butt all the time and they're making a mess all the time and you just can't get a minute. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There was one night where I threw, I don't know how, it's a stool. It's a stool that has functioned as a bookshelf. It's very sturdy, but it's about the height of of a step stool. It has a wooden top and it has wrought iron legs. and I was so ragey about nothing in particular. Like I couldn't sleep. I felt stressed out. I felt like I had too many obligations. Nobody was around. I wasn't mad at a person. It was night and I couldn't sleep. And I came downstairs and I literally threw the thing in my kitchen. I threw it so hard that I created a huge nick in our beautiful oak hardwood floors. In the morning, I was extremely apologetic. My husband is a gem of a human being because I I was like in tears. I was like, look what I did. I, I ruined the floor. And he just said, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sure it can be fixed. I mean, he wasn't even mad at me. He's, he's so kind. So when we have a handyman that had been coming over the house a lot because we just moved and you know the house needed a bunch of little things and he was over all the time. And the next time he was over, he's like this sweet older guy. And I was like, hey, can you take a look at this nick in the hardwood floors? It's pretty deep. It's a gash. I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to go about fixing it. And he looked at it and he goes, my God, what happened in here? And I said, honestly, I said, it wasn't like this when we moved in. 
and the movers must have done it. I completely threw the movers under the bus. He was like, oh my God, the movers did this? I was like, I know, I know. I cannot give them a positive Yelp review. It kept coming up and he kept asking me like, how did this happen? He's like, I just, I just can't see how this happened. And I'm like, I don't know. It was a crazy day. It was a crazy moving day. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I mean, I was mortified. Like my handyman cannot find out that I am a fucking monster. Um, another time I ruined my earbuds because I was just freaking out. You know, I was just having one of those freak out moments. You know, I had work deadlines. Um, homeschool is, it's like a constant dance to be avoiding a power struggle. Because once you get into a power struggle, it's like, forget it. You're not going to get anything done. No one's going to learn anything. If anyone's crying, I mean, absolutely 100% forget it. If there are tears, you're done. So you're just walking this line of like, how can I challenge the kids and get them to learn something, maybe even have fun and not make them feel like they're being pushed too hard and not make anybody cry. That's emotionally exhausting. And so then sitting down at my desk to begin my actual work at 1 p.m., that just doesn't feel good. So I'm like freaking out. So that's like my mental state of, oh my God, this has been going on for months. How many more months is this going to be going on? Again, this was around October, November. And my husband, again, a gem of a human being, is asking me, you know, he wants to solve the problem, right? And I'm like, there is no solution. You know, at that point, the vaccine wasn't on the horizon the way it is now. He's like, what What can we do to make this better? And I went bananas. I was like, we need to put the kids in fucking school. And I happened to be holding my earbuds and I threw them and they landed under the fridge. I thought I was never going to see them again. The last time we moved the fridge, there was a huge water leak. So I'm very wary of moving the fridge. So I got under there with like a yardstick or something. And I, I fished them out, but a piece was missing. I'm never going to find that piece. I am so glad that they were $20 earbuds at least. So I ruined so I ruined a hardwood floor. I ruined my $20 earbuds. I have rage problems. My therapist told me that I should think about meditating. And I was like, you know, I've meditated before. I don't, I was like, it's, uh, I don't know if I can add one thing to my, one more thing to my morning routine. By the same token, I really appreciate my therapist and I think she's really wise and really kind and she knows her stuff. And I also pay her a lot of money, a lot of skin in the game. So I'm like, you know what? If she's telling me to do, she's not one to give advice, right? She's one to ask questions. She's one to sort of, I think, make observations and guide me to ask myself the right questions. So when she gives advice, which is rare, I'm thinking, you know, I should probably take it. So I've been meditating for anywhere from three to 10 minutes a day. I give myself Saturday and Sunday off. Monday through Friday, that's pretty much my jam. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go in my closet, um, just so I won't disturb Dan. We have big closet. I go in the closet. I turn on my free, I have a like $90 meditation app, but I actually like my free app better. It's called Insight Timer. I like it because it's it's literally, I mean, it has a lot of functions, but I like the timer function. It goes, bong, and then it goes, bong, again, at the end of the duration that I set it for. And it's not fancy. All I do is I sit there and I breathe and I have thoughts. And when I notice that I'm having thoughts, you know, whether it's what to put on my grocery list, that we're running out of paper towels, a deadline that's coming up, whatever it is, you know, I have the thought, 
as soon as I'm aware that I have the thought, I think, let that thought go, come back to your breath, and then inevitably the thoughts come back. So it's it's not fancy. It's not a state of enlightenment. It's honestly not even something I enjoy doing. Like for me, it's simply exercising the muscle of I'm here right now. This is kind of uncomfortable, but I'm here and I'm not leaving. And it's a lot like running or lifting or any athletic pursuit, right? You just show up and every time you do it, you develop that capacity for discomfort and your zone of what's comfortable becomes a teensy, tiny bit wider every time you do it. And so what I'm noticing is, well, for one thing, I haven't thrown anything in a while, which that's a win for me. I'm having a much easier time of being with my children when they are having a difficult time and just being there with them and letting them have their feelings. I feel like when I really, truly let them have their feelings, I feel better. It passes in a more what should I say, maybe in a less stressful way. Not, I mean, don't get me wrong. My kid is melting down. Yes, it is stressful. But I think now I'm less likely to go, oh my Christ, could this just not be happening? Like this shouldn't be happening. This isn't, a, you know, how kids will freak out about like the smallest thing. It's not like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Why is this a big deal? Stop making it a big deal. Instead, it's like, you know what? This is a big deal to my child. And I'm better at accepting that and being curious about why that is and not judging it and being able to be available for them, I think, in the way that they need me to be. And I'm not saying I get it right every time, but um, oh, you guys, I'm going to start crying. Like, I just, I think all the moms out there, I think you know how hard it is and how how badly we want to do things different than and maybe better than our parents. I'm not trying to show, throw shade, mom, if you're listening. Um I think my parents are wonderful people and they did the best they could. But um, I want, I just want to be the best mom that I can be. I know that you do too. And I guess I'm telling you all this because I want you to know that I see you. I'm not going to say, oh, we're all in this together because I do think that COVID has affected us all very differently. All of our circumstances are different. It is not the same for everyone. Not pretending that it is. But I do think we can all agree that motherhood will test you in ways that nothing could ever prepare you for. And it's really freaking hard. Yes, it's a joy. Yes, it's nice to have brunch with your kids. It would be lovely to have a mimosa on Mother's Day. Be lovely when my kids give me, you know, a handwritten card or whatever they have for me. I know they're scheming. Um, they're not. They're not very good um, schemers. But I'm just. I'm just telling you that if you're throwing shit, if you're having a hard time, you are not the only one. And if you have time to meditate for even like a minute a day, I highly recommend it. <laughs> and if you haven't tried it and you start. I would love to hear your experience. If you are a meditator and you want to share what it has provided for you, I'd love to hear that too. I added something fun to my show notes 
If you go in the show notes after the episode or while you're listening, you should see a link that says you can leave me a voice message. You can even leave an anonymous voice message. You don't have to say who you are or what your email address is. I mean, I guess if I start getting like weird, disgusting, profane messages, then I will require that. But for now, this is an experiment. I'm not expecting to get anything disgusting or hateful. So if you want to share with me any of your thoughts on meditation or or also any of your mom fails, if you're prone to throwing things, if you have other unsavory mom rage habits or practices or mistakes, I'd love to hear them. I don't really know if people are going to leave me these voicemails, so I'm not paying for the plan. I'm doing the free thing, so you have 90 seconds. If you need to go over, feel free to drop me another one, but I'm warning you now, it's going to cut you off at 90 seconds. But also, if you have a question, I will be answering listener questions on this podcast. So, So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Happy Mother's Day. I am dropping another episode this Tuesday, the 11th. I hope you will stay tuned for that. It's a good one. It's my friend, Liz McDonough. She is such a powerhouse. Until next time, keep it real.